We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's February 1st. It is 2022. We have a seven-game NBA slate to talk about here on today's slate. I am joined by my buddy Keith Eister, Eyes819. Just got done sweating out a GPP, and um, I mean, good Monday for you, right? Yeah, not a bad day at the office. Uh... I was the $4.20 max on DraftKings. I just, I took that down. Um, Steph Curry got, was just launching threes late and put me over the top. I had a, a great performance from a 4% Desmond Bain and Gary Trent was making all kinds of threes at 9% for me too. So um, Curry ended up getting me to the top. Nice, nice little hit. So good day for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad to hear it. I didn't play in the NBA DFS like, I never have a problem with like saying like when I don't play, I got so busy with NASCAR stuff. Um, I can't say too much. I guess some people when they're like listening to the podcast will like have all the details, but like Monday was a busy NASCAR day. So I wasn't able to, you know, like focus enough to play NBA, but um, I like this slate seven games. There's a lot of good games on this slate. Yeah, there's a couple games that are not great, but I mean, four games with less than two point spreads. I'm in. So let's um, let's jump into it. Like I said yesterday, still kind of getting my voice back. It's like gone to the bottom and now it's coming back a little bit. So muting and coughing as much as possible. New Orleans at Detroit is where we get started. The Pistons. A one and a half point favorite in this game. 
something I didn't think we'd say much this season. Two thirteen and a half total here. Looking at the injury reports, um, New Orleans second end of a back to back, so we'll wait and see for them. And then on the Detroit side of things, Josh Jackson is doubtful, and that's kind of it. I mean, there's some G leaguers out, but I mean, for the most part, that's all we're looking at. So, I think the biggest thing for New Orleans is. Will we get Brandon Ingram back? Didn't play Monday. You know, we saw Valanciunas and Hart come back on Monday. What are we looking at here for the Pelicans? Yeah, it's highly dependent upon that Ingram uh, injury situation. Uh, if he's going to be back, I, I don't have a ton of interest, I don't think, um, just because the pricing on some of the second-tier guys have, has come up because they were missing all three of their, their big guys. Um, Valanciunas is playable, I guess, at 8,300, even, even with Ingram, but I don't love that price. Uh, Hart's a little bit pricey at, at 6,800. Um, I mean, theoretically decent matchup against Detroit, but if we get Ingram back in here, I think it's, it's tough to play the Pelicans. Um, if Ingram is out, then I think that they're, they're all going to be in play. Um, Devontae Graham was decent actually in the, in the last game. Um, he just, Let's see what was his price. Fifty five hundred. I think he would he would be highly in play if Ingram was out. Um, I'd have interest if in Hart for sure if Ingram was out as well. Uh, and then you'd, you'd probably look at some of the other guys like Herb Jones and Alexander Walker's price have come up since they've had such a, a bigger role. Um, but yeah, just entirely dependent upon the Ingram situation for me. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. It'd be interesting to see. I was looking at. Um some box stores and stuff from earlier and it'd be interesting to see if like people chase Jackson Hayes coming off of a big game or not because I mean he is really cheap and I mean if Ingram's out if Valanciunas you know for some reason they sit him on the second end of a back-to-back after like they could you know it could be like conditioning purposes or whatever they want to say but um, I mean I think we're really going to be paying attention to who's in who's out for New Orleans on the second end of a back-to-back because matchup's great. It's Detroit. Yeah, that's a really great point on Jackson Hayes. He jumped into the starting lineup, and I don't know if that was just a matchup type of thing because they were against Cleveland, and they obviously have some really big dudes. Um, So if if Hayes is in there in that starting lineup again with Ingram out, then, yeah, fire him up at 3,700 for sure. Detroit side of things here. Cunningham's expensive. He's 8,100. He's obviously shown that like he's nine nine plus K player um, on games that he shows up and has big games. So, I mean, I don't hate playing him in tournaments. He's always like a guy that you can kind of you know trust the ceiling. And I mean, Grant's done on the injury report for this game that that changes I think everything um, when yeah. you're looking at Detroit just as a whole. Yeah, the the Jeremy Grant stuff is huge. Um, He's only 7,300. I have no idea what his conditioning is like or whether he would be on a minutes restriction. Um, but if, if there a, like a report comes out before the game that says he's a full go, I'd have a lot of interest in him at 7,300. New Orleans has been really bad on defense. So just a little bit too cheap for what we know Jeremy Grant can do. Um, him returning also makes a lot of these other guys really difficult to play. I think he cuts into Cade's ceiling a little bit. He's really the only one I would have interest in anyway. Um, I, I definitely think I'd be out on um, Bay and, and the rest of the Pistons for sure if Grant is back. 
but I do have some interest in Grant, depending on what reports are looking like leading up to the game and where his conditioning is at. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll get some type of minutes limit. He's been out for a while. Um, December, right? Like, I think that's pretty sure he was, he's been out since December. So, I mean, he's been out a while. It's February 1st. I mean, the thing is when you're looking at Cunningham and Grant on the floor, Cunningham's stats really don't change. And it's like a five fifty minute sample size still averages over a fantasy point per minute. His usage goes down like 0.7%, nothing crazy. So, I think depending on ownership, if like people are going to overreact too much to Grant coming back and Cunningham's going to be low owned, then maybe that's where we jump on it. And honestly, I don't think Grant coming back really affects like maybe getting some exposure to like Kelly Olinick. I think he's someone that I like playing this guy. His minutes are all over the place usually, but I think this is a guy, if he's given 25 minutes, can really pay off this $5,200 price tag in tournaments. But Large field tournament play only there. Yep. I don't mind the Olenek call. All right. Moving on. We got Washington at Milwaukee. 225. Yeah. 225 and a half total in this game. The Bucks, 11 and a half point favorites. A lot of that has to do with Bradley Beal being out. And then on the Bucks side, George Hill's out. Brooke Lopez is still out, but pretty much overall pretty healthy team. Um, Bradley Beal being out is a huge. I mean, this game goes from probably what a five point spread to 11 and a half with Beal in and out. Um, so what are your thoughts here on Washington? Yeah, definitely a huge difference with Beal out. Um, and Kuzma is a guy that we have seen step up every time Beal misses um, at 7,400. I think he's, he's going to be in play without Beal here. Obviously a tough matchup with Milwaukee. Um, but I mean, he just, he keeps doing, he keeps paying it off with Beal out. So uh, I've got some interest in Kuzma. Dinwiddie's a guy, I, I don't know. I, I just don't like to play him. He He's shown a little bit more of a ceiling without Beal as well. Um, 5,900 seems like a fair enough price tag. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how much of him I'll get because of the tough matchup. Um, so probably just Kuzma for me on, on the Washington side. Yeah, and I mean, I don't even know if I love Kuzma in this spot because of the matchup. Like, is he going to get matched up with Giannis? I feel like that is something that worries me. I think, like, in tournaments, maybe you take a shot on Dinwiddie here. But I think overall, Washington's not a team that I love. So, I'm watching Thomas Bryant's minutes, though. I really am. Like, I'm going to be paying attention to that, like, the first time it happens and he, he gets that like 23, 25 minute consistent, like back-to-back games. I'm in like, uh, that's where I'm going to jump on Thomas Bryant. Um, yeah, he's a guy that, that can put up some fantasy points in a hurry. We've seen in the past. So, Oh yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, let's talk bucks here. What are your thoughts on Milwaukee? Um, Giannis, obviously uh, going to be one of the top spends on the slate. Price tag up to 12K. We've seen studs in that range pretty much all year long on DraftKings. So um, perfectly fine with that. Washington's played a little bit better defense, but I'm never really too concerned about matchup with the honest. Um, and then the secondary bucks, I never really like to play as long as the honest is out there and a full go. You got Middleton priced up decently at, at 8,200. 
drew at 77. So I don't, don't see myself playing either of them too. It's not a game that I, I would be looking to a full stack. Um, probably just like a, a mini type deal with Giannis and Kuzma if I was targeting the game heavily, but yeah. So no real interest for me in, on Milwaukee outside of Giannis. I think if you're playing Giannis, you got to play two Washington players and just hope the game stays close and turns into a shootout. I like it. Cause it's seven. If it's four raw points matter a lot more. I mean, and I think a lot of it, I think a lot of it depends on a couple things too, as far as Giannis is concerned. Does Jokic play? Does Harden play? Does, you know, Curry play on the second end of a back to back? Like there's a lot of question marks that like, if Harden gets ruled out, you know, and Jokic gets ruled out. Now we're like talking a lot more like, all right, am I playing Giannis or am I going down and, you know, getting two or three of these nine K guys. So, I mean, a lot of question marks, you know, when it comes to this like high end players and we don't have those question marks kind of answered here night before. Cause there are, yeah, I was like, no, Jokic is questionable. So just making sure. Yep. All right. We got Miami at Toronto. No. Yeah. Miami at Toronto. Yep. It throws me off because it, this was like a, a slate where it was supposed to be Chicago Raptors. Um, but anyway, it's Miami at Toronto. Uh, the Raptors are two point favorites in this game, 209 and a half total. Looking at the Miami side and the Toronto side, both teams on the second end of a back to back. I would assume at this line, we're probably not going to see Jimmy Butler. Um, I know maybe he plays. I think we potentially see no Lowry, no Butler, no Yurt Seven type of lineup here for Miami. And I could be wrong. And if you get that news, I'd jump on Miami because if Butler plays, I like Miami plus two in this game. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Heat? Yeah, I, I agree that I would definitely like Miami there. Um, yeah, if Butler's out, I think I'm, I'll be looking at this game heavily. Um, Toronto just plays their guys such big minutes. Their defense hasn't hasn't really been that great this year. Uh, Miami really just is is coming off of a bust when they were they were pretty popular on the last slate. Um, Jimmy was out. Bam Bam got some ownership. Hero was Hero played really bad. Vincent had a decent game, but um, I'd be willing to go right back to them uh, in this matchup with Toronto. Uh, Bam I think would be my priority. Uh, Hero he's been really inconsistent here recently but he should have all kinds of usage as long as Lowry and, and Butler remain out uh the price on Vincent has come up but he's a guy that that's carved out a decent little role here so I I'd have interest in him at 5100 depending on on what other type of value we get on the slate but as we sit right now with not knowing all of the how the injury situations play out and whatnot I think Vincent's in play yeah I mean it's all going to be who's in, who's out. If Butler and Lowry sit, you know, ton of interest in, you know, Bam, Hero, Vincent, Struss, you know, these guys, you know, even even a guy like maybe Duncan Robinson at his price point um, all become interesting on a seven-game slate. On the Toronto side, assuming everybody plays, I mean – my problem with Toronto right now is the same thing that I said yesterday. They're all kind of priced 
up. Yeah, um, Siakam at, at 9K, Van Vliet at 8,700. Um, they, I mean, they've shown ceilings. It's just really difficult to predict when when they're going to get there. And this matchup against Miami, even if Butler's out, I still think uh, Bam's presence on the interior um, would be, be a really tough matchup for Siakam. Van Vliet at 8,700. I mean, maybe if Jimmy was out, I'd, I'd have a little more interest in that, um, and Lowry as well. But I don't foresee myself having a ton of these Toronto guys, uh, Gary Trent is the guy I would be looking at. Like dude has just been chucking like crazy. Uh, he was in my tournament winning lineup, um, to just finished up. So I'm, I'm obviously going right back to that. Well, his price, he did get a slight bump. He's 5,800, but as much as he's been, been shooting and the usage he's been receiving, like he's still not high enough. Yeah. I mentioned Trent yesterday. I said, if the night say he shoots, well, you could just break the slate and, He's been shooting well, so, I mean, I think he's still very playable here at 5,800. Coming off a big game, like you said, um, I, you know, I like this a lot. So, Orlando at Chicago is where we go next. Two 19.5 total. Yeah, two 19.5 total. The Bulls, 11.5 uh, point favorite. Looking at the injury report here. I mean, the same guys out for the Magic. Michael Carter-Williams, Foltz, Hampton, Isaac, Moore. On the Bulls, Lonzo's out, Caruso's out, Derek Jones Jr. and Patrick Williams. So pretty much the same guys that have been out for both teams here. Um, let's start with the Orlando Magic. Anything standing out to you here against Chicago? Um, nothing really standing out. Uh, the Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs back and forth has been difficult to figure out here recently. I don't know that I'll, I'll chase either of those guys against Chicago here. I think Wendell Carter would be my, my primary target. If I was looking for somebody on Orlando, uh, 6,200 revenge matchup, uh, both times he's played Chicago this season. He's, he's played really well against them. So, um, I mean, I don't think he'll be a priority for me, but I don't mind if, if I land on, on Carter, he has that power forward eligibility, which, which helps. I don't love the magic in this game. I mean, I could see playing Suggs at 5,700. I just feel like you're going to find better plays at 5,700. I think if I'm playing anybody, it's Franz Wagner. And, like, that's it. And then, I mean, the talent's there for Okiki. So, like, if it, you know, in large field tournaments, you want to take a shot on him at 4,500. And then on the Chicago side, I mean – now that everybody is kind of priced up, even with Lonzo Ball out, uh, just 6,100 for Kobe Wright is right where it should be. Um, AO, 5,700. I'd probably play him over White. But honestly, I just good matchup against Magic. I just don't overall like the pricing. Yeah, uh, Vucevic is, is somebody I haven't played hardly at all this season. Um, it's worked out most of the time. He did have a pretty decent game against Portland his last time out, but just the inconsistency, um, center only, it's a, it's a tough tough guy for me to get to usually. Um, I have interest in DeRozan and Levine. Um, probably want to run that run it back with an Orlando guy and hope, hope the game stays close, but DeRozan and Levine have shown big ceilings all year. They're priced up, um, so it's not going to be um, something I get to a lot. But 
like they've, they've shown big ceilings all season long. So I don't mind it if I land there. Yeah. I mean, I've tried the Vooch thing against the magic a couple times this year and it hasn't worked. So I'm probably not going to go back to the well. <laughs> it's just when the bulls are healthy, they're a really good team. Yeah. Denver at Minnesota. 224 and a half total here. Timberwolves, a two point favorites. And that's only out on like one book. So um, I think we're really looking at like a situation where Jokic is like super questionable. DeMarcus Cousins is questionable. Murray and Porter Jr. are still out. Beverly and Russell are both questionable for the Timberwolves. Um, so, I mean, Denver, if Jokic sits, it obviously opens up a lot. If he plays, he's probably my favorite play on the slate. Yep, I agree with exactly what you said. Um, Jokic is the top play on the slate if he's in there. If he's not, then you're going to have like massive value with Barton, um, assuming he doesn't just pop up randomly questionable like he's done a couple of times in the last few weeks. Uh, but Barton would be my, my favorite guy to target here, 5,800. Uh, Aaron Gordon, never a fun guy to roster, but he's he'd be cheap enough without Jokic at 59. Uh, I'd have interest in Morris and Green as as value plays. Morris's price did come up a little bit, so he wouldn't be like an all-in type of play, even if Jokic was out. But um, I think like Barton and Jeff Green would would definitely be two of the higher own guys on the slate if we get Jokic out. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think if Jokic plays, it's probably just him for me. I could see taking tournament shots on Barton. Maybe Monte Morris, if you know, if you want to at his price. But I think overall, um, we're waiting to see on some injury news on both sides too. Because I mean, you look at the other side. If Russell and Beverly sit, I, I think it's a nice bump to Edwards and you know even potentially Towns, and then it can open up some some value to maybe like a guy like Beasley or McLaughlin um, type of plays. You know, what are your thoughts here on the Timberwolves? Yeah, if we get Russell and Beverly out again, Edwards would would be one of my favorite plays as well. Um, guy who's just shown a, a really high ceiling without Russell in there particularly. Um, if Russell's back, Ant's probably a little bit too pricey for me to want to chase that ceiling. Um, I think his usage would come down a, a fair amount with Russell back in there. Um, I, I don't mind Towns. with If Jokic is in there, I'm probably going to use – the majority of my roster spots on Jokic, but I don't mind um, a pivot to Towns. If Jokic is out of there, I think Towns would be in a great spot here. Um, so yeah, it, Towns and Edwards are the guys I'm targeting, but a little bit dependent on that injury news. Yep. Golden State at San Antonio. Second end of a back-to-back here for Golden State. Um, we don't have a line out mostly anywhere, so I'm going to wait and see. Um, there's like one book, but it just looks way off, so I think it was maybe posted and then potentially pulled. Zach Collins still out for San Antonio. Um, I'm assuming that Draymond is going to be out. It was like a few-week thing for him, and then we'll have to kind of see Otto Porter Jr. and stuff like that. You know, Bielitsa missed the game as well on Monday. What are we looking at on the Golden State side here, Keith? Uh, Curry, who had been in quite the shooting funk here recently, finally broke out and had a big game, um, shot 50% from three, made seven of them, seven out of 14. So 
obviously that was a fantastic matchup against um, Houston, who's like the best matchup in fantasy. Um, San Antonio has been a pretty good matchup as well, though. So I don't mind taking some shots on Curry, especially if he's um, got that three-point stroke going. Uh, 10-2 is a fair price. He can he can certainly pay that off if he's um, shooting it well. Clay is just not playing enough for me to take shots on him yet. Um, 27 minutes is I think been his ceiling, we've seen him uh, basically in that 25 minute range ever since he's come back. So probably still out on clay Wiggins is a guy. I don't know. He's, he's been playing well enough uh, price in the mid range at 6,900, I think is a, a fair price tag. He's not a priority for me, but I, I do like the matchup for Wiggins. Um, so if I get to him, I'm, I'm good with that. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I don't see any other value on, on Golden State that I'm interested in, but Curry and Wiggins, I have some tournament interest in. We haven't seen Clay play a sec or back to back yet, right? I don't don't believe so. Oh, they already so, said he's out. Okay, so they said he will rest Tuesday against the Spurs. So, I mean, if Porter sits, which they could have sat Porter on Monday, knowing Clay was going to sit Tuesday. Either way, I think Wiggins is really a good play um, in tournaments, and I definitely don't mind going back to the well on Curry here. And then on the San Antonio side, I love DeJounte Murray. What's new? I mean, this guy, he's just a beast. He's a hes a triple-double upside guy every night. I like Jakob Podol in this game, too. I don't think Golden State really has someone to match up well with him. I don't think Looney is going to be someone that matches up well with him, and if you do think Looney is going to match up well with Podal, then maybe take shots on Looney at 4,800, hoping he gets 30 minutes, you know, going up against Jakob Podal in this game. Yeah, I'm struggling with Murray's price tagging this. Like, Golden State's been awesome on defense this season, so 10-1 is a tough price to play pay for Murray. I, I You'll probably get him pretty low on, though, so he's probably a great tournament play. Um, I, I do like the Pearl call. Uh Looney just they're not going to run him out there for huge minutes. Pirtle's been been seeing a, a good amount of usage here for this Spurs team. Uh, feels like 7200 is a little bit pricey for him, but I think he can pay it off in this matchup. Um if if Looney gets in foul trouble or something, then they get really thin in the front court after him. So, I agree. I I like the the matchup for Pirtle quite a bit here. All right, we finish out the slate with Brooklyn at Phoenix 218. And a half total here, and the Suns, uh, seven and a half point favorites. Some places it's seven, seven and a half, most places though. On the Brooklyn side, the Marcus Aldridge is out, Kevin Durant is out, James Harden is questionable, Joe Harris and Paul Millsap are both out. On the Phoenix side, Aiton, Crowder, Kaminsky, Nader, Payne, Sarge, Shamit are all out. I mean, Brooklyn side. Even if Harden plays, I still like Kyrie in this game. If Harden sits, I like Kyrie even more in this game. You know, this guy's averaging 35 minutes a night on the road. Obviously, he's not playing at home. And, you know, one of those games was a blowout. And so he's played over 32 minutes in every game except for the blowout against Chicago. I like this spot for him. I think that he has something to prove right now for sure. And if Harden's out, I mean, the usage is just going to be insane. Yeah, if Harden's out, Kyrie is going to be uh, a lock-button type of play. Really tough matchup with Phoenix, but um, he he would get all the usage here. 
and Harden, I mean, there's been some reports that he really doesn't want to be there. Um, so be really interested to see how they handle him um, and what, what they end up doing with that situation. But um, if Harden is in there, I don't have any interest in him. Uh, tough matchup. Uh, Kyrie will be back. So cuts into the usage a little bit. He's priced all the way up to 11K. I, I don't think I'd play him against Phoenix here. So re- really just Kyrie for me. Um if Harden is out, I guess you'd, you'd have to look at some of this Brooklyn value, but we've seen them fail in much easier spots several times uh, when two of the studs have been out. So they just don't have a lot of depth and it'd be difficult to, to work some of these guys in uh, even though you might see guys in the like three and four K range that are going to play 30 minutes. So I don't, we'd have to see what, have to see what kind of other injuries stuff breaks and what kind of value there is, but I, I would be trying to get off the Brooklyn ch- chalky value um if Harden ends up missing yeah I mean and we might not know that's the thing yep hour and a half gap between this game and the San Antonio game so uh what are you looking at here on the Phoenix side uh Devin Booker's usage has has been just absolutely insane here recently he's shooting the ball a ton he's been over uh, 23 shot attempts in seven straight games um, so just, I, I love that usage for, for Booker, pretty good matchup here against Brooklyn. Uh, I definitely have a ton of interest in him. 9,700 for Chris Paul does not, not feel like a comfortable price tag, but he's been incredible here recently. Um, 19 assists in the last one. Um, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can pay 9,700 for Chris Paul though. Um, I, I prefer Booker over Paul. Um, a ton of interest in Biombo, uh, eight and out again. We've seen this dude play play really well in his absence. So um, minutes should be creeping up back near thirty without Aiton. So um, fifty five hundred, just too cheap for Biombo. That would be about it for me on Phoenix. Cam Johnson's price has come up, so I'm out on him. All right, as I cough along up, we're gonna play the morning grind game and get out of here. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm so like, I'm feeling way better, but nonstop, like talking during the podcast, like it just, it's just, it's a lot. So morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Favorite play under 5k to go seven X. Who do you like today? All right. We don't have a ton of value, um, as we currently sit, not knowing some of these injury situations, um, I'm going to go Jackson Hayes and just hope, hopefully he's in that starting lineup again. Um, just had a really big game. 3,700 would be too cheap if he's starting again. I'm going to go Jeff green. Hoping Jokic is out. If Jokic plays, I do not like Jeff green for what it's worth. So, and Jeff green can easily bust too, but I'm a sucker for Jeff green. Anyone that's <laughs> listened to the podcast for years knows that. Um, so over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Um, if Harden is out there, I think he would be my guy. Um, really tough matchup against Phoenix. If he's dealing with an injury and trying to play through it, uh, just don't think he gets there against Phoenix. If Harden sits, um, I would then I'd say Dejounte Murray would be the other guy I'm worried about over 8K. All right. Um I think I'm going to go Vooch. I like it. Yep. Who's your favorite 6X play today? Uh, let's see. Uh, 
Bismack Biombo, I think uh, just a little bit too cheap. Uh, good matchup with Brooklyn. They've struggled against centers all season. So at 5,500, good matchup for Biombo. Yeah, I mean, I think he is someone that is just in a, a great spot. I think I'm going to go with the hot hand and, you know, take Gary Trent Jr. He's been someone that I really like playing here recently. He's shooting the ball so well. Just put up 53 fantasy points against the Heat a couple nights ago. Um, so I'm going to go Gary Trent Jr. Love it. Let's get weird. GPP play of the day. Seven games slate. Anyone standing out to you as like a lower own play? So I just talked about Biombo. Um, I'm going to go JaVale McGee here. Like the, the minutes have been coming down. Biombo is, is getting more run. Uh, but we have seen McGee able to put up um, just massive amounts of fantasy points in a very short amount of time. So I love the matchup for Biombo. That means I love it for McGee. Um, on my, my teams that I'm not running Biombo, I'd be fine going to McGee, even though he has seen a reduction in minutes here recently. All it takes is Biombo getting into foul trouble or anything. And you're yep. getting that extra like five, six, seven minutes um, for McGee, and you could crush. So uh, I'm going to go with Okiki from the Magic. Um, I, I always want to say his name wrong, but Okiki from the Magic, very talented young player. You know, people forget that like he was a first round draft pick, and I think he's someone that can put up 35 fantasy points in any matchup. So at 4,500, if he did that at low ownership, uh, definitely would pay this price tag off. So Keith, any uh, final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, nothing, nothing NBA related, just excited for your NASCAR package. I think you're rolling that out here really quickly. We've got a, a race on Sunday. So NASCAR is here, man. I'm, I'm excited. Can't wait to uh, take in all your content and appreciate everything you do for that. Obviously uh, you've been, been very good to me over the years I've, I've had a lot of success in, in nascar and it's it's all thanks to you my man well hopefully we keep it rolling this year with this new car um a lot of a lot of uncertainties um i'm looking forward to sunday's race as like a fan i'm looking forward to it because there's probably going to be very little content that i have to do for it because i mean there's just nothing that we can really base it off of eight minute practices let's let's do some let's do some projections on that so i might go live or something and do like a free live stream or something before lock or something like that but talk about that later in the week but yeah i'm excited for nascar season package details will be dropping today so whenever you listen to this podcast it might may or may not be posted yet so always if you have any nascar questions feel free to hit me up and um man i appreciate the kind words so we're gonna get out of here so i can go drink some water and go to bed so good luck, everyone. We'll see you again tomorrow.